Hello, Louisiana. I'm Kerry Martin, and this is the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Monday, September 9th of 2019. Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Carrie Martin. Congress is back in session this week after long August recess, and they have a long to-do list ahead of them, including the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement. USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agricultural Affairs Ted McKinney says it's time for Congress to finish the USMCA. One of the big ones is much more dairy access and we've brought down the uh, unfairness, some might even say cheating, that Canada was doing with the uh, creation of two new classes of milk and milk products. I think we've got better access for our wheat. There is some poultry, you know, in your listening and reading area, and with absolute certainty, great, uh, greater poultry. McKinney says another benefit is the brand new chapter on biotechnology and the biosciences. Nowhere else around the world does a free trade agreement have that. And so by having that, we set a template we can cut and paste perhaps into other agreements, and it's a dandy. And it not only includes biotech as we've known it, the so-called GMOs, but it also includes gene editing and the CRISPR technologies, which is the wave of the future. And then finally, uh, there's been a complete rewrite of the sanitary, phytosanitary chapters. And for those that know that, that's usually where you get screwed around the world. People start playing with what's safe and what's not safe. I, I look to Europe. Oh, those GMOs, they're just not safe. We can't do that. Uh, come on. Congress returned to Washington today following a six-week recess. A recent study looks at the global subsidizing of sugar, just one element at work in the complex world sugar market. Rod Bain has more from Washington. In the world of agricultural commodity markets, supply and demand forecasts and estimates, many in the know would say perhaps the most difficult to get a handle on from both a policy and market perspective is sugar. Philip Hayes of the American Sugar Alliance says that's due in part to across-the-board subsidizing of the commodity by just about every major sugar-producing nation in the world. One resource recently published to assist in understanding the complexities of the sugar market. Texas Tech University looked at the largest sugar producing countries around the globe and really explained how each one of them subsidizes their sugar production. And Haynes explains how and where he sees this report being best utilized from both comprehension and practical standpoints. We think this is a pretty handy guide for our trade negotiators and also for our policymakers especially in negotiating reduction or elimination of areas like tariffs, domestic price supports, and even subsidies for sugar as an ethanol feedstock. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Cottonseed with low gossipol is being produced this fall after receiving approval for the genetically modified seed last year. Don Molino has more on that story. Dr. Cater Hake with Cotton Incorporated says this is a plus for growers and Jenners. Also even broader for the textile mills. You know, the textile mills, we know what happened when, when cotton had $2 a pound. So the textile mills, they want a, a large supply of reasonably priced cotton. Growers and Jenners want a large supply of high income per acre. So get the profitability off the seed, and that allows growers to grow a little bit more cotton, be profitable from the seed, 
seed and not have a demand destroying price for the fiber. So you can see how the textile mills, they just woke up to this a few years ago. Boy, cottonseed is really important for us. Also the people that are promoting the brands and retailers that are promoting cotton, they see the advantage because the sustainability story of having feeding people at the same time you buy a shirt. Dr. Hager also told cotton grower editor Jim Stedman, some of the competitors of U.S. cotton are still facing problems that have been eradicated here for quite some time. This is a long-term battle, and the trouble is once some of our competitors, such as Brazil, get heavily empowered, mm-hmm. um, they're not going to go away. No. <laughs> you know, so that we, we have, a, we have a, some work out in front of us. It's good, but it's also good to have a niche situation oh, like this absolutely. that you can really take advantage of. Absolutely. And we have some natural advantages that Brazil doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, since they're tropical, they've got the boll weevil. We've eradicated the boll weevil. Right. Um, they have pink bollworm. We've eradicated the pink bollworm. They have diseases that just clean their clock, and so they're forced to put a lot of pesticides into the crop that uh, we're very fortunate we're, we're not in anywhere near a case that they are. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Louisiana sweet potato researchers are continually developing new varieties for the market. Don Labonte is with the LSU Ag Center's Sweet Potato Variety Development Program. He has some new varieties showing good potential including one called 14-31. Good flavor, good chipping sweet potato for French fries, um, but it has um, resistance to root knot nematode as well as guava root knot nematode, which is a real um, trick to find. Another line Labonte is developing is called 13-81. Real bright red skin um, sweet potato, very showy. Um, in a marketplace, it's really going to have that eye appeal to it, and so that's when I've got some um, real interest in seeing it going forward with. Once these varieties are released commercially, they'll be given a name, like the current Orleans, Beauregard, or Bayou Bell potatoes. Sweet potato developers not only have to consider yield and pest resistance, but they must also develop a potato that's attractive to the eye and having good flavor. That is a high-value um, factor in, what we, in our decision-making, both flavor as well as that shape and look. You know, those are all integral in coming up with a new variety. Sweet potato harvest is just getting underway in Louisiana, and so far growers are optimistic about the 2019 crop. That is a look at some of the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture. Remember, you can always check our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.com or voiceoflaag.com. We update that site every weekday with all the latest news and happenings in Louisiana agriculture. While you're there, click the button in the middle of the page. It says click here to receive our daily e-news update. You can get subscribed to our daily e-newsletter. It's called The Daily Voice, and we'll send it to your inbox every weekday morning at 5 a.m. Now let's look at the markets on The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. It is report week. USDA releasing another big supply and demand and crop production report coming up on Thursday morning at 11 o'clock. 
Virginia McGathy with McGathy Commodities in Chicago says traders are positioning ahead of the report. But it certainly looks like the expectation that the WASDE report's going to be uh, relatively bearish. And of course, the numbers that we got out from Dow Jones kind of are leaning that way, that we're going to still get a decent-sized crop. And now what are we going to do with the old crop that we still have in the bins? And how are we going to start to uh, move some of this product? So everyone is just putting that on hold right now. So it's already like digested into the market. I think that what we may see is, you know, we have the, you know, sell the rumor, buy the fact kind of situation. Now that it's already in the market, if it comes to be exactly that, we might get a lift on the market because overall we're kind of in oversold conditions technically with, with soybeans and with corn. Not much movement in the soybean market today. November beans unchanged, 857 and three quarters. January soybeans steady as well at 872. Corn closed slightly lower. December corn down one and a quarter, 354 and a quarter. March corn down one and a half, 367 and a quarter. July wheat up five cents, 484 a bushel. The rough rice market finished slightly lower. November rice down one and a half, 1195 a hundredweight. January rice down three at 1212 a hundred. November sugar down 10 points, closing the day at 25.65 cents. Now with a look at the cotton market, here's Don Molino. Cotton futures at New York slightly higher on Monday. Commitment of traders data showed spec funds and cotton futures and options trimming their net short position by 1,148 contracts to 39,281 contracts. The Codlick index up 100 points on September 6th at 70.65 a pound. The weekly average rural price, 51.57, still below loan rate. At New York on Monday, new crop December cotton, 58.99, up 41. March cotton finished today at 59.60, up 29. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. More carnage in the cash-fed cattle market on Friday. Cattle owners attempting to force more cattle into the beef pipeline. Of course, that big fire we had at the Tyson plant in Kansas a few weeks ago has disrupted normal cattle flows, and that is causing a backup of cattle and putting big pressure on fed cattle prices, both in the cash market and in the futures market. In the north, fed cattle started the week at 105 but we ended on Friday at 99 to $100. In the South, we saw trades at $100, down from $103 the previous week. Cattle futures continue to move lower. October live cattle down $67.94.20. October feeder cattle down $1.07, closing at $129.82. November feeders down $1.57. Well, speaking of cattle, there's a new documentary out from the Louisiana Grazing Lands Conservation Initiative. It focuses on grazing and soil health. We'll talk about that as well as a bus trip the LGLCI is sponsoring coming up next when we visit with Taylor Fry of the Louisiana Grazing Lands Conservation Initiative next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. As the old saying goes, close only counts in horseshoes. So why take the chance with weather information when it comes to critical decisions with your fields? It's time to experience pinpoint field-level forecasts that are 40% more accurate than the competition. Experience the DTN Ag Weather Station. With this level of information, you'll know exactly what's happening at any time in your actual fields. This allows you to plant, spray, and harvest with a new degree of precision. Head to DTN.com today to learn more. 
the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Our guest today is Taylor Fry. Taylor is the state coordinator for the Louisiana Grazing Lands Conservation Initiative. And Taylor, I know you've got a lot of activity going on. I just watched one of the documentaries that you produced for the LGLCI. Tell me about this documentary series that you're producing. Uh, Why are you guys doing this? Yeah, so we have an agreement with the Natural Resources Conservation Service and the Louisiana Grazing Lands Conservation Initiative. Um, Our goal is to educate ranchers and consumers about soil health and how to conserve grazing lands in the state of Louisiana. Well, as I said, I watched this most recent documentary that you produced. Tell me about that documentary. What's in it and who is it about? So it is about Roberta and Keller McEwen in Jackson, Louisiana, and they rotationally graze cattle and sheep. And those two species complement one another, and it enhances the soil health, it enhances the animal's health, and then all in turn, it enhances Roberta and Keller's health as well. And so it's very interesting It talks about the environment, the animals, the soil, and then even under the soil. And so we hope people enjoy it and learn a lot from it. If someone wants to view these documentaries that you're producing, where can they do that, Taylor? They can find it on our website, louisianaglci.org, or on our Facebook page. Let's switch gears, Taylor. I want to ask you about a bus tour that uh, Louisiana Grazing Lands Conservation Initiative has coming up. Tell me about the bus tour. Where are you guys going and what are you going to see? So this year we're going to Ardmore, Oklahoma. We're going to the Noble Research Institute. And we are taking a 38-passenger bus there uh, October 22nd to the 24th. And the Noble Research Institute, they have some test farms where they do research and they're able to apply their research. So we're going to get to tour um, their facility as well as four private ranches in the area that partners with Noble. So it should be very interesting and a lot of fun. Well, if a Louisiana livestock producer wants to go on this tour, what do they need to do? So they can register on our website. Um, It's louisianaglci.org slash registration. And right now we're having a promotional code, Dirty Boots. When you register, type Dirty Boots and you get $50 off your registration. But we have a single occupancy or double occupancy. And they can choose one of those. And we would love to see them on the tour. It's the Louisiana Grazing Lands Conservation Initiative bus tour. They are heading up to Oklahoma to see the Noble Research Institute and their partner farms. If you want to get involved in that, go to their website, get signed up. I'm sure it'll be a great tour. Thanks so much for bringing us up to date on everything going on at LGLCI. Taylor, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. And that website, one more time, Louisiana glci.org if you want to register for the bus tour or if you want to watch those documentaries that they have produced. That'll wrap us up for this Monday edition of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with us on social media. We're on both Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at Voice of LA Ag. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. 
This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.